as teachers, I think it's part of our responsibility to teach our kids about how to make healthy choices that are going to provide them with healthy bodies. When we give them tons of junk food options and celebrate the idea that junk food equals fun and celebration, I think we're doing our kids a big disservice. So today I'm going to be sharing 10 fun and guilt-free classroom party ideas that you can do any time of the year without feeling like you're loading up your kids with all sorts of unnecessary sugar. Hey, teacher friend, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, a podcast for teachers by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring you a podcast full of practical and helpful ideas from teachers. We all know that teaching is really hard work, and I want this podcast to be a place for you to not only find ideas, but to also find encouragement and motivation. Hey there, and welcome to the Simply Teach. I know it's only November and we're already talking about classroom parties, but when I go into my analytics to see how people are finding my blog, it's classroom parties and setting up a classroom. Those are the two biggest things people are searching for that lead them to the Simply Organized Teacher. So with the holidays right around the corner, I wanted to share some fun and guilt-free classroom party ideas that you can use. Before we dive in, though, I want to remind you that this week is the last week to be entered in to win the $25 Amazon gift card. Two lucky winners who take a couple of minutes to fill out the survey are going to be entered in to win one of these gift cards. This feedback is so helpful to me in figuring out what to focus on for 2021. I need all of your ideas this week because next week I'm sitting down to map out the future of the Simply Organized Teacher. So head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash survey to fill it out. Also, if you found Simply Teach helpful and you want to help support the podcast, I'd love to invite you to donate to sponsor the podcast. You can learn more at the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash sponsor. Since we're talking about classroom parties today, I think it's only fitting that I share with you my nine classroom management tips downloadable. This is a free resource to help you with some management tips that you can use in your classroom. Parties are great, but if you don't have good control of your classroom, then they're going to be absolute chaos. They're already chaotic as it is, but without any management in place, they're going to be crazy. So head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash CM tips to download that free resource and get some tips as well as links to other resources to help you with classroom management. And lastly, before we get started, I would love for you to help me get the word out about Simply Teach. Take a screenshot of the podcast or a picture of what you're doing while you're listening to it and tag me at the Simply Organized Teacher. Post it on your socials. This is such a great way for other teachers to find the podcast, and it really, really, really helps me out. So I'd greatly appreciate that. Now let's move on and talk about classroom party ideas. So before we get started with the classroom party ideas, I want to share a little bit of why I'm going to talk about it from this angle of like fun, guilt-free classroom parties. I'm not trying to be judgmental or shame anyone for the types of parties that you have in your classroom. I've thrown plenty of parties that involve cookies, cupcakes, all that good stuff. But I feel really strongly that we have to teach our kids healthy habits. And it seems like within the school system, anytime we have something to celebrate, We do it by involving food, and a lot of times that food is junk food. At least that is from my experience. We've got cupcakes for birthdays, cookies, chips, brownies, veggie trays for parties, but really, I mean, especially when they come like those prepackaged veggie trays from the store, how many kids pick up food from the veggie tray? I know when I go to parties, I'm like going for the sweets and the desserts over the veggie and the healthy food. Anytime 
there's a school event. Kids come and they're able to buy bags of chips and cookies and nachos and all of these like just really unhealthy foods. I never see any fruit at any of these. Like I'm, I'm talking like after school parties or fundraising events. It was always prepackaged unhealthy food, which I get. It's easy, right? Back in, I don't know, maybe 2015, I was in Park City, Utah, Cody, and I went there for a ski trip. And one morning I was like scrolling Facebook and I found this thing popped up on my feed for a challenge to cut out processed food, I think is what it was. I really don't even remember, but I signed up for it. And from then on, I was changed in how I look at food. This challenge was put on by the 100 Days of Real Food blog, and it was a 14-week pledge to cutting out processed food. And in these weeks, I really started to think differently, not only about the food I was consuming myself, but it challenged me to think about the food that we were giving our kids at celebrations at school. And when I say we, I'm not using like the royal we. I'm I'm saying like literally me, um, the things I was doing. I'll link to the book in the show notes because I ended up buying her cookbook. The first one, it's just 100 Days of Real Food. Um, It's got like a cream-colored cover if you look at it on Amazon or something. I'll link to it in the show notes. But if you buy one thing like before Christmas, buy this book. It is so helpful and so enlightening. She talks so much about what it means to eat healthy and whole foods. She teaches you what real food is and how to identify it. Even things like grains and how you can tell if it's actually whole food or really processed and how to shop for food and simple first steps, how to get your family on board, all these different things to help you in your journey of eating whole foods. So all that to say, that is where I come from in this idea of trying to come up with some party ideas that are outside of smorgasbord parents, you know, just send food that they can, that is prepackaged or whatever to the classroom to celebrate whatever it is that you're celebrating. So I started learning all this and it made me really sad. I think as teachers, we are supposed to be teaching these kids, right? And we know that we have to teach them more than just the standards. So I think that also means we need to be teaching them how to make healthy choices that are going to provide them with healthy bodies. When we give them tons of junk food options and celebrate this idea that junk food is how we celebrate, I think we are in the long run hurting our kids. And for the record, I don't think celebrating with treats or fun dessert or unhealthy food is bad and should never happen. Not at all. But when I think about how often, especially in pre-COVID classrooms, even if I had a class of 20 kids and 10 kids brought in cupcakes for their birthday, which was like on the low end, that's still... 10 cupcakes that they're consuming outside of just your normal classroom parties. So with this podcast, I want to encourage you to think outside of the boundaries of the typical party food and provide your students with some more healthy options that promote healthy choices and really even just some ideas of things to do that don't involve food at all. This episode is meant to encourage you in that quest. I want to give you some ideas that allow you to feel good about how you're celebrating with your students and also don't break the bank because I'm not a huge fan of spending a ton of money on your classroom or your kids if it's not necessary. But I do want to acknowledge before we get to these classroom party ideas that the holiday celebrations this year and probably even end of year celebrations are going to look different because of distance learning, social distancing, the pandemic, all that stuff. Because podcasts live on forever and life will return to normal eventually, I'm going to share ideas that could last past pandemic life. 
If you want to get some ideas for classroom parties that you can do this holiday season or this year during the pandemic, then make sure you're either on my email list or you head to my blog on Thursday. I'm going to be publishing a roundup blog post of all sorts of classroom party ideas that you can do for social distancing for virtual learning. So be sure to check out my blog, get on my email list and have that emailed directly to you. Okay, so let's get started. 10 fun and guilt-free ideas for your classroom parties. First up, create a craft. This is simple, right? Any kind of craft is going to work for your kids. It's going to work for you. They'll be engaged. Plus, they've also got something fun to take home and commemorate either this holiday or if it's the end of year party to commemorate their year with you. So a craft is a great way to get kids engaged without involving food. Also, you can reach out to parents or businesses to donate some of the supplies that you may need to do this craft. Number two, a yogurt bar. One year during my time in the classroom, we had a healthy eating seminar at the last week of school. I can't remember why we had it or whatever, but we had some healthy eating seminar for our grade level. And we decided that our end of year party was going to feature a yogurt bar to show kids some fun ways that they could eat yogurt and all the different fun things that you could add to yogurt because plain yogurt can be kind of boring, right? and how they could make healthy choices when it came to eating that. So we were still involving food, but we were giving kids some healthier options to choose from. Number three is a water day. This one is really fun, especially for the little kids to celebrate the end of the year. Maybe not so much um, at the holiday time if it's pretty cold out, although in Texas, who knows. But students bring their swimsuits. You turn on the sprinklers in the field. They've got physical movement. You're watering the grass. I think it's a great idea. And it's just a fun way for the kids to create some memories. Number four, this one involves food as well, a popcorn and movie party. Who doesn't love a good party and some popcorn to go along with it? But one thing that you could do to have a healthier option for the popcorn is to pop regular whole kernels inside a brown paper sack. This is how I eat popcorn all the time. Actually, now I just cook it on my stove, but that's really not as easy in the classroom. Um, But just a brown paper sack with some whole kernels in there and put it in the microwave for really the same amount of time that you pop popcorn from the pre-made bag. This popcorn and movie party, especially healthy popcorn and movie party, is a great way to involve the kids in going to the kitchen to help pop the popcorn or wherever you have a microwave that the kids can have access to, bring it into your classroom, whatever. You can have lessons within these party ideas. Okay, number five, another food party. So see, there are still ways to incorporate food because we love food, but in a more healthy way. So this is a rainbow food party. A week or two before the end of the year, challenge your students to brainstorm all sorts of different types of fruits and vegetables that are all colors of the rainbow. One year, our school, our district was doing like this rotating fruit and vegetable bar that would come to the campus. And they had, I think they did it based on the alphabet. So there was like a fruit or vegetable for every letter of the alphabet. And there was so much variety compared to what we normally see in the school food line. And so that's what I was thinking of when I came up with this idea for a rainbow food party. Have kids brainstorm. You can do it rainbow color, or if you wanted to do A to Z and brainstorm different fruits and vegetables and healthy foods for each letter of the alphabet. And then have students bring in, give each student one or two of those items to bring in on the last day. And you can celebrate by painting rainbows or creating some type of rainbow craft. Sarah Forrest from the designer teacher, she's got a really fun 
activity that you can get over on her TPT. I've also got it linked in this week's show notes for a rainbow colored project to celebrate each student's uniqueness. They get to write their name and then make a little rainbow of all the different ways that they are unique. So that's a fun way to have some food, to have an activity for the kids to do that they can take home to remember. Hey there, I want to interrupt real quick to tell you about one of my most favorite products that I use every single day, which is my Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets Planners. You've probably heard me mention it before because I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. I've written a whole blog about it. I've got videos about it. Essentially, Power Sheets are a goal planning journal, but they do way more than help you make goals. They cause you to assess and evaluate your priorities. At the beginning of your Power Sheets Planner, you've got some pages on self-reflection, things like, what are your big dreams for when you're 80? What are your ideas for the upcoming year? You identify these like boxes or negative spaces that you live in and ways to break out of them. You take time to really think through who you are and what you want to be about. And at the beginning of each quarter, you get the opportunity to rate different areas of your life, like your health, your friends, your spouse, finances, spiritual and personal growth, work, recreation, family. You make goals based on all of these things that you uprooted about yourself at the beginning of the year, or honestly, I'm going to be doing it at the end of 2020 for 2021. This is how I am growing the Simply Organized Teacher. It's how I started the podcast. It's how I started my course. I've written down my huge God dreams and then broken them into these bite-sized pieces that I can tackle each quarter, each month, each week, and each day. Like I said, I've got blog posts and videos over on my website, all about power sheets, so you can see them and decide if they are for you. Just head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash power sheets, or you can also head over to my Instagram, the simply organized teacher. And I've got a highlight saved up there all about power sheets, showing you a little bit of behind the scenes, how I use them. All the information you need about power sheets can be found at the simply organized teacher.com forward slash power sheets. All right, back to classroom party ideas. Number six, a picnic on the patio. This is like the easiest party that you can do. And this one can be done pandemic or no pandemic because if it's pandemic times, each kid brings a towel and you go outside and everybody sits in their socially distanced space and eats their food. But if it's in a normal school year, this is still a fun way to get a big picnic blanket, pile the kids on there, whether you're doing a potluck thing or each kid is just eating their own lunch. doesn't matter. It's a super easy way to celebrate and have some fun. So let's recap real quick. So far, we've talked about doing a craft, having a yogurt bar, hosting a water day, a movie and popcorn party, a rainbow party, and then we just talked about a picnic on the patio. Next up is number seven, an outdoor party. So this is probably more an end-of-year party idea, but you could still figure out ways to adapt it to the holiday season or Valentine's Day if you wanted to. But this party was a favorite with my kids. We did kites, chalk, bubbles from the dollar store. Do it with a picnic. You've got yourself a summer picnic party. I also would recommend that if you're going to do some kind of outdoor party where kids are going to be flying kites and doing chalk, if you need those materials to ask for a monetary or actual item donations from parents, they're usually more than willing if they're able to contribute. And you can also just go to these businesses and say, hey, I am doing this event for my kids, for my class. Would you be willing to donate? And I think more times than often, businesses, if they can, are going to try and donate. And also at the end of the year, when I did this outdoor party with my kids, at the end of that day, I raffled off 
the items to the kids because I didn't need these kites. I didn't want this chalk. I didn't want to hang on to it. So I just raffled it off for kids to, to take home and use over the summer with them. All right, next up, number eight, is a tie-dye party. This one is going to take a little extra work, but I still remember to this day creating tie-dye shirts when I was in PE. Have students bring a white t-shirt in and then have parents donate dye and squirt bottles. You could also do this as a team and use any remaining of your, like remaining team money that your, your grade level team might have to purchase their materials. And then have this as a celebration a few days before the holidays or a few days before the school year is over so that the shirts have time to dry, they have time to go home and kids can wear them on the last day of school and sign them. If this sounds like a fun idea for you, then I've linked to a tutorial about how to create tie-dye shirts over on the show notes for this week's episode. All right, number nine, (laughs) this is probably my favorite celebration I've ever done with my kids. It was a mustache party, and I actually did this as a positive behavior incentive. If you've been around any length of time with Simply Teach or the Simply Organized Teacher, you've heard about my second year of teaching, how I call it my year to hell and back because it was so difficult with so many behavior issues. So we were working on managing our behavior, not yelling, not um, talking when we weren't supposed to. And one of the rewards, the big reward after we got our whole marble jar filled up was this mustache party. All I did was decorate the classroom with mustaches. You can find them on TPT. You can order them off Amazon. We played mustache games like pin the mustache on your teacher. I literally printed off a picture of myself There's a way on the printer that you can print off a poster size of something. It was like one picture, but it took, I don't know, six or nine pieces of paper to make the whole picture. Taped it together, laminated it, hung it up on my wall, and we played pin the mustache on your teacher. My kids loved it. And this was a super fun way to celebrate behavior, but you could do this really any time of the year. And then lastly, probably one of the easiest ways that you could celebrate with your kiddos is by having a game, snack, and craft day, or even just hour. You can incorporate some of the things that we talked about in this episode with healthy snacks and then having some kind of craft or a memory book for if it's the end of the school year, an end of the school year memory book, or if it's the holiday season, some kind of memory book for what's happened so far this year or what you're hoping to get out of the holiday break, what you're planning on doing or whatever. And then playing games in the Silly Sports and Goofy Games book by Dr. Kagan. This has a ton of fun games that the kids can play. My kids loved every single game we played out of that book. And this is just a simple and fun way to create some celebration, to create some fun with your kids in your classroom. Okay. And finally, since we're talking about party ideas, I know some of those were more summer focused or not necessarily holiday. I do want to talk about some holiday party ideas. And I also want to make sure that we talk about celebrating holidays that are inclusive of more than just the holiday we celebrate. I've got a whole post on holiday celebration ideas over on my blog, and I'll link to it in the show notes. But my favorite one that we did was we did this as a team, and they were, we just called them Jan Brett rotations. We always did these within the last week of school before the holiday break, and each teacher would just pick one Jan Brett book and activity to go with it. We would coordinate who was reading what book and what kind of activity each teacher was doing so they weren't So when they rotated to each classroom, they weren't doing the same type of activity in every single classroom. But we would split the the whole grade level up into six groups. We had seven teachers on our team. So six groups meant that one teacher was off 
every rotation. This was a really fun way for the kids to get to mingle with other students. It was also a good way to just change up the day-to-day, especially at the end of the year when you're like, oh my gosh, I just need to get to the holiday break, right? You know that that tiredness that teachers experience. And it was also great because teachers got an off period to finish up grades or do whatever little things that they needed to do to check off some of their end of semester tasks on their to-do list. Of course, you could do the same kind of setup with holiday celebrations around the world. This would be a really great way to get your kids learning about all sorts of different holiday things that people do around the world. Anytime I'm looking for some kind of diversity thing that I want to incorporate into the classroom, I look at Vera from the Tutu Teacher, and she also has an account, Diverse Reads, over on Instagram. I'm linking to a blog post of diverse books for December that she has on her blog. It'll be in this week's show notes, but it's got at least like 20 different books of all sorts of different holidays, winter, all sorts of books that you can read during December. Another one of my favorite holiday activities, so I know I said Jan Brett, but then now that I'm talking about this one, I think this one was my favorite, was we would make a dodecahedron. I think I'm saying that correctly. A dodecahedron is a 12-sided figure, a 3D shape. And basically what I would do is I would read three holiday books to my students over the course of a week. We would read about it, talk about it. Maybe it was even a book we were using for another lesson, but I knew that it was going to be used in this dodecahedron project. So I would read these books, and then at the end of all these books being read, again, try to stick to three, no more than four, especially if you've got like really young kids, kinder first. I would maybe even do just two books, because what they're going to do is they're going to choose one of those books to create their dodecahedron about. The dodecahedron, it came with, and you can actually get it, I've got it on my shop page, but it comes with 12, obviously, because it's 12 sides, 12 pages. Uh, And each page has a cutout of the shape and then a prompt for them to write or draw about on the actual shape of the dodecahedron. Things like the characters, the setting, the beginning, the middle, the end, their favorite part, would they recommend it, whatever. There's also a nonfiction set too if you wanted to read a nonfiction book. But when I was teaching, I would use this at the end of the first semester because my campus did DRA testing at the middle of the year. So I had to DRA test 20-something kids. And this was a great project for my kids to work on independently while I was testing students. They would work through those 12 pages, writing, drawing, coloring, cutting, and putting together this 3D shape. And then we would hang them in our classroom to decorate for the holidays. Like I said, you can get the dodecahedron packet in my shop and I'll link to it. It's It comes with a fiction and nonfiction set of prompts. And then it also comes in English and Spanish. And then I also included When I did it, I always did it with older kids, so second and third grade, and so it was pretty much just like the picture on the paper, the circle um, shape on the paper, and then on the top, I would write what they were supposed to do on that page, and that was fine, but for the younger kids, if you wanted to use this in kinder or first and want some sentence stems, I also created a exact copy of the dodecahedron, but with sentence stems on the actual dodecahedron cutout, so that way it can help them with their writing. So there you have it, 10 fun and guilt-free classroom party ideas, along with a few fun ways to celebrate the holidays. Don't forget, y'all, this Friday, November 20th, is the last day to submit your responses to the TSOT survey. Two people who do are going to be entered, well, not entered, two people who do are going to win a $25 Amazon gift card. Anybody who fills it out and leaves their 
email address is going to be entered to win. Just head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash survey to fill it out and be entered. Also remember to head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash CM tips to download the free classroom management tips resource. All the links to the 100 Days of Real Food book I talked about, Vera's blog post, that dodecahedron, and pictures of some of these classroom party ideas in action are in this week's show notes. Also, if you ever need to get to the podcast show notes from like previous podcast, or if I send out and the link doesn't work, just head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com and up on the top is going to be a menu bar. And on there, it says Simply Teach Podcast. All you have to do is click that and it'll take you to all of the, what, I think almost 90 episodes that we have created over here on Simply Teach. So you can get all the information there. Y'all have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy. I will see you back here next week when we talk about lesson planning. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Teach. If you enjoyed it, I'd be so grateful to have you share it over on social media and tag me at the Simply Organized Teacher, or you can head to wherever you are listening to this podcast right now and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. This episode was edited by the team over at Podcastology. Remember all the show notes, links to things we talked about, classroom organization resources, and all of the courses can be found over on my website, thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. Make sure to join my email list and get weekly organization tips straight to your inbox by heading to thesimplyorganizedteacher.com slash email. Y'all have a great week.